Welcome to the Jupiter Farms Residence Podcast. My name is Matt. I am the president of Jupiter Farms Residence. We are on episode three, season two. With us, we have... Kristen, the treasurer. And Jillian, the vice president. And luckily for us, this month, we have our special guest, Jim Kowalski from E-First Alert. Hi, Jim. Hey, Matt. How are you doing? Thanks for joining us. So, Jim, not everybody out there has heard of E-First Alert. Give us your best... 10 on what is this what is this e-first alert is the 21st century version of why is there a fire truck on my block <laughs> that's <laughs> <About> right <laughs> that's pretty succinct so let's go through the mechanics i want to be alerted to events right these are what specific events these are fire rescue events we do not monitor police right we monitor palm beach county fire rescue and you can sign up to be alerted uh, within a specified radius of whatever address you choose. Okay, so uh, if I live on the corner of, let's say, Rocky Pines and Indian Town Road, and I go to... Trip over my soccer ball. <laughs> <laughs> you go to efirstalert.com. Uh, efirstalert.com. That's one word, efirstalert.com. And I would put in my address, and do I set the parameters for... You, you set the parameters. You start off with your email address, mm-hmm. so we know where we're going to send you alerts. Right. You put in your address, and it looks up the address, determines the GPS coordinates of that, and then you choose a radius, minimum of a half mile, maximum of two miles. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the larger radius that you choose, the more alerts you're going to receive. So if there's fire down the street, I'm going to get an alert the minute this goes out, the second this goes out? How does it work? The alerts go out... Generally within about 30 seconds of when the fire units are dispatched. Okay. And I know since I'm a subscriber, you also see updated alerts if they've added equipment. Right. Every time another unit is added to the call initially, you would get an update. It gives you a, a way to know. This is really magnitude. Serious. Right. <laughs> magnitude. You know, if, if a call goes out and then they're continuing to add units to it, it's like, there's really something going on here. Right. So standard, if it's, let's just say, you know, uh, uninjured assist, they're going to dispatch. Uh, fall uninjured, they're going to dispatch just the engine. Right. And that for us in Jupiter Farms is engine 14. Station 14 is the uh, Palm Beach County Fire Rescue Station on Alexander Run at Indian Town. Right. So assuming they're not on an assist somewhere else in the county, we would get rescue 14, engine 14. For a fall uninjured, you just get the engine. Okay. And then if, I mean, I've seen some calls go out where there's like, you know, you sit there and you count the number of equipment that are coming into the farms. And sometimes it can be well over a dozen or something. There can be quite a few. The the largest ones are obviously residential structure fires or uh, witness car in a canal. Right. Uh, Those generate the largest response in number of units. And of course, if we see that special prefix, we know that the trauma hawk is going to be coming. What's the special prefix? On each alert, in addition to the dispatch type, you get a list of the units that are dispatched. So trauma hawks are TH units. There are two trauma hawks. So there's TH1, TH2, trauma hawk one and two. They're a special case because actually for each trauma hawk, you also have THA and THB because trauma hawks, they first request a standby. Like, all right, we think we might need the trauma hawk. So get the crew ready. So get the crew yeah. ready. That's THA, THB, which they're not leaving yet, but it means the crew's getting ready, the, the hawk's getting ready to fly. And then if it's actually dispatched, you get TH1 or TH2. So 
And that's so that, you know, you have to see them for a little while to understand what the unit codes are. But And you have engine rescue, special ops truck, EMS captains. Every different type of dispatch per protocol has a specific response that is required. So a fall on injured, they're going to send just an engine. If it's a cardiac call out here, you're going to get an engine and a rescue mm-hmm. because it depends how many people the rescue is staffed with. Right. Uh, in other areas, you may only get a rescue because the rescue is staffed with three people instead of two people. Interesting. You also get kind of the location. Out here, I noticed there's, well, uh, obviously, you're going to see a lot of intersections if it's an auto, uh, a motor vehicle accident. Correct. But sometimes it seems like it'll just say, not even sometimes a cross street. There are times where calls go out without an address given, but there are GPS coordinates that are sent out. And there is a mapping link in each of the alerts as well. And if you click on the map link, that will show you where it is. Interesting. Uh-huh. So, um, so does that sometimes happen because somebody may be calling not necessarily from a house phone or a landline? It might be a That oftentimes a is because it's from a cell phone. And they may or may not know where they are. Mm. You know, if they're driving along, someone's driving along Indian Town Road and they see a crash and they're not familiar with the area, they're going to call in and say, I saw a crash. I've passed Jupiter Farms Road. I right. don't know exactly. Where they don't know exactly so. where they are, but the 911 system and what's called a phase two hit knows where the phone was when the call was placed. Gotcha. So they assign that location and those will often get updated as they get more information. Interesting. So why do you do this? Why did you, how did you come up with this idea? Where did it come from? And thank you for doing it because I get it. And it's, well, one of the things that I find neat about it is if there's, let's say an accident, which we have too many frequently over at Sunoco, it really does help if you're coming back into town to immediately know, like if there's a lot going on and there's a lot of yeah, you better find another dispatch. Route. Don't get yourself into the fray of the accident because, you know, people will post on the residence page. But when you're driving, who's, you know, you're not monitoring that. And when that pops in, you can reroute yourself or whatever. So I just think it's it's really handy. So why'd you start, Jim? This came <laughs> out um, really as a combination of two of my passions. My background is mathematics, computer science. I've owned a software development company. I, I love understanding how systems work. And I'm also a former firefighter. And. Matt, I know you're as one as well. And once you've been in the fire service, it never leaves you. Right. So you always want to know what's going on. You see a rescue unit route, so you want to know what's going on. Yeah. So it started And I think off, that's human nature, too. <laughs> I think it is. There's curiosity about it as well. But for me, it's maybe it's a little more of a passion. But I wanted to know what was going on. So I started researching to find out how these things happen, how do the alerts go out, and started putting my mathematics computer science background and started writing a program behind it. And all of a sudden, I had a whole automated system. It's really cool. It, it is cool. Really and at this cool. point, we've grown quite rapidly. In January, we were just short of half a million alerts sent wow. out for just the month. Wow. That's got to be amazing. a hell of a computer setup that you have. Uh, it all runs on a virtual server in the cloud. Wow. Um, there are multiple machines in different locations that are monitoring radio traffic, pager traffic. And that all gets uploaded to the cloud in near real time. And like I said, it's generally within about 30 seconds of when the uh, call is dispatched to the units that we're sending alerts out. They use the public airwaves. Right, they're public airwaves. So you didn't have to get any permission no. from Palm Beach to do this? No. And, and we only monitor things. We can only monitor things that are unencrypted. We don't do anything with PBSO because right. all of their communications are encrypted. But fire communications are specifically excluded from the Electronic Communications Privacy Act. Interesting. Because they are considered part of public safety. 
if I were to see units all over the place, mm-hmm. did, did you find in the past that people would call the fire station to see what's going on? Would they get a lot of... I'm not really aware of that. Because I'm wondering... They go on Facebook and be like, why are these trucks yeah. on yeah. the house? But I, well, yeah. since Facebook, but I was thinking way back. that way yeah. back. This actually takes a lot of that guesswork out of what's going on. Well, I, much- I know when I was on a smaller, I wasn't on a county-wide service for fire rescue. I was on a, a, you know, a city. And I know that when the alarms went off and fire engines were running, our local dispatch got inundated with calls. I don't know on the county level whether that happens. But you never know. I mean, people it's possible. I mean, pe- pe- people are nosy and they're <laughs> curious. And that's the first thing you see on, yeah. on you know, when the trauma hawk is circling, everybody gets yeah, on yeah. Facebook and says, what's going on? And it's really nice to be able to post the link and they can hear the, I mean, you can hear the call, right? We have that available in certain situations, not, not in general. Gotcha. Yeah. And I saw a nice thing the other day, which I I mentioned to Matt. I saw on on Palm Beach Country Estates page, something had happened and somebody popped on and said, I just saw on e-first alert that it was a pellet gun incident or whatever, whatever it was. And I was like, oh good. People are really starting to I, I really talk about it. I really like that. I, I do see there, there's a lot more traction. I'm seeing a lot more signups. And yeah, I enjoy seeing that in we're seeing here in Jupiter Farms, but I'm seeing it all over the county. Yeah. Right. Because you're building a brand. And right. It's, and it's great. And actually, we're, we're about to roll out uh, Broward County as well. Whoa, really? Cool. Yeah. Whoa. You're going to be rolling it out to Broward County. Do you have businesses that subscribe to this? What? you're seeing here is the free side of the system right the the public alerts that are radius based mm-hmm. and we have business sponsors you, you see right. those ads mm-hmm. in there right but then we also do have corporate clients that have business needs for this information news reporting services are one of our subscribers so that oh. anything that we deem together with them as a newsworthy event no matter where it is in the county, they get the alert. Shooting, stabbing, residential structure fire, commercial fire, ah. drowning, those type of things. Things that are going to make the news. The sexy stuff. Well, in news yeah. terms, yes. Yeah. If it bleeds, it leads. That's right. So we give them the heads up on those before anybody else can. Hmm. You know, we, right. we make them first to know. As it happens, e-first alert. Trademark. He just trademarked that. Yeah. <laughs> Instantly. Like, license in Texas holds up with so this is awesome and you've seen it grow. I mean, I know I was one of the beta testers when you first, I mean, how's it has it been two years or something, even more now? Actually, it goes back to uh, late 2017 is when I started it. Wow. And, um, and it's grown by leaps and bounds. Are you, that's, that's awesome. That is, that really is awesome. Is. And for those of you who may not be aware, Jim is also Honestware. You may have seen his name floated about on the interwebs going, hey, I have a, a problem with my computer. And um, I think this is just a natural offshoot of what you were doing with that business. And I think it's great that he's smart like that. He's like math. I've done that a couple of times, you know, (laughs) you've been smart. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you let me know how that works. Because the the other important caveat, though, that I do like to put out there is that the address that you may see in the dispatch is not necessarily exactly where the event is, because especially in the initial dispatch, the address that's used is usually the person who calls it in. Mm-hmm. So if you walk out your door and you see the house on fire across the street and you dial 911, they're going to dispatch that using your address because that's the address they have. Right. It's close enough to get the units all going in the right direction. Now, a later update to that call may be updated to have the correct address across the street. Mm-hmm. So that's always important that when you get an alert, you have to realize that the address that's shown 
may not be the exact location where the call is. It's very close. Interesting. But it's not guaranteed that this is where this is happening. And by the same token, when something is dispatched, that means someone called in and said something is happening. Right. It doesn't mean it is happening. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes dispatch types cover a whole gamut of things. If someone calls up and says, you know, there's smoke in my house, that's going out as a residential structure fire. Mm-hmm. And that's the response that's going to start coming. More often than not, especially this time of year. They found out their teenager is vaping. <laughs> yeah. Either the teenager was vaping or they turned on the heat for the first time and they got some smoke or a smell or they burned up a blower motor Mm -hmm. in their AC and it did put out a puff of smoke. A lot of times residential structure fire doesn't turn out to be much. Right. But better to think it's worse and then go, oh, yeah, it's not a big deal. And especially in the fire service, you roll the world and cancel what you don't need because fire doubles every minute. You can't wait to get more people later. And while we're on that subject, I do want to reiterate something that was mentioned in one of our meetings when we had the battalion chief out here from Jupiter Farms Fire Station. Take a look at the numbers on your house. Please, 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 please please, please take a look at maybe a sign that you put up 20 years ago that you can no longer read those numbers. His biggest request was, please make sure that you have your numbers out there because we don't necessarily know what side of the street something's on. We don't necessarily, you know, streets around here. We've got canals. We've got a lot of things. It's dark. It's and, very dark. And seconds matter. And the other thing that's very important in that way is that if you call 911 and you know they're coming and you have someone available, open. send someone out to the road. Open the gate. And if it's at night, take a flashlight with you. Yeah. Because as a responder, there's nothing more rewarding than coming along and finding someone waving you down yeah. so you know you're coming to the right place. Yeah. I have I have complained about this probably, oh, 12 or how many episodes do we have? 15? All 15 times about please put your street signs up. You haven't complained on every episode. I, well, I, I've complained outside of Who recording. Who are you complaining to? Everyone, please put them up. And I've said this a million times with the safety. So I don't know if it's about a month ago. We had a medical issue in our house at four o'clock in the morning and I had a call in. And I was the only one able to get my lights on outside, get my gate open. Forgot to put the dog away, so she had a blast with that. And they found the house because I have reflective numbers. I put my lights on outside. If I wasn't able to, I'm so happy I have those reflective numbers. That makes all the difference in the world. We're on a dead end. When seconds matter, those are the things you need. And they did. And everything, thank God, was okay. But it was a stressful moment for me to go, how do I leave the situation and put the lights on and get my gate open and do all. Thank you, Alexa, for that. You can also talk to the fire department and provide them with your gate Which I I told the dispatcher where the thing was and everything went. Now, the funny part was the next day, everybody who gets the e-alerts that knows where I live, I was getting a bunch of messages and calls. Everything okay? Because they saw my... You well, alert. And, and I did screenshot of, it for posterity. That, you know, but we, we are a fine. community. Yeah. And, and, and it was nice. Right, we care about each yeah, other. No, it was very nice that people saw it and went, are you guys okay? I've had people say, you know, are you violating someone's privacy? It's like, no, I, you know, this is public information. And whether we talk about it publicly or not, people talk about it. Right. Yeah. I'm bringing it out in the open so we yeah. can discuss this and we can support each other. And I think the general can keep it factual. Yeah, the yeah. general consensus, like, we'll, we'll see you on you know, again, we'll go back to Facebook. Someone will say, okay, there's something on my block. And when you, you step in a lot and you put the link in um, or what it is, and then they go, oh, okay. 
and people seem to you feel a lot better and it stops the, a lot of that speculation of what's going on. My neighbors were, you know, our thing happened at four o'clock in the morning. My neighbors were curious what happened. Right. Yeah. So it was, you know, it's easy enough to just say it was, you know, a medical issue that happened. And, you know, it's, it's, I think it takes a lot of the well, it nervousness takes, it takes the out guesswork of it. Out. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, I mean, I've done it myself. I had a call go out once and it was my neighbor across the street. Mm-hmm. And I was able to walk across the street, go see if they're okay. And, and you know, having them, yeah. some medical background myself is easy to, to take charge at the moment. Say, okay, send someone out to the street yeah. and, you know, you know, get these things taken care of. Did you give them mouth to mouth? Uh, no, no. Okay. Thankfully did not have to do that. No, well, it's good. Yeah. You know, hands only CPR. Now, yeah. 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 Just hands on the chest. I'm sorry. Say that again. <laughs> hands on the what? chest. What? Did you hear that? Really? You got everybody yeah. hands on I your just, chest. I thought, th- I thought this was a family show. No, no, I have no family. No. No, none left, yeah. right? Yes, they've all left. <laughs> David, are you yes. on E-First Alert? No. I, are you going what? to be on it now? Yes. I'll be really interested when this episode hits in the first couple of days, if you can see who goes to efirstalert.com and signs up. I get up. an email every time someone signs and up. And if I, David Guggenheim does not sign up, you let me Do we know. get a bonus? Like if you get, like if we sign up a certain Respect amount of people? Respect and admiration. I'm going to give you 100% of their subscription fees. Awesome. Wait a minute. It's a free service. You can't pull the wool over my eyes. <laughs> I'll give you 200%. I'm a volunteer. I can make 300%. Which, did we mention that it was a free service? No. I don't think we did. It's a free service. It's a free now, service. Look, now David's like, it oh, I'll sign up now. He was all like, I'm not paying for this. Yeah, no. For the private, regular, personal service within your two miles is free. free. You can f- feel free to sign up. Thanks to local business sponsors who, who support I'm it. sure mm-hmm. support it that allow it. And I found a couple a couple of the business sponsors that you have, I've wound up going to because I was like, oh, this is cool. I saw this on Jim's thing. Good. I have a question. I live in Jupiter Farms and I work in with Kristen. Boca. Right. Works Boca down town. Is there a way to sign up where she can get alerts where she works? And at home, or would that be like just make up a fake email address and send that? How does that work? Use my work email. Yeah, you you can either do it under two separate email addresses, and actually, there are some enhancements to the system that I'm about to roll out that will allow you to have multiple locations under a specific email address. That's awesome because I think that would be beneficial if you're working and there's an accident at work. You're going to want to kind of know your surroundings. I'm also working on a traffic notification system for all kinds of accidents, car fires, those type of things that are going to impact traffic. And actually, I'm working on trying to put together more of an automated either Twitter or Facebook page to have all of those alerts so that in one place you could find all of those. That's pretty cool. Interesting. Really As cool. this thing continues to go on, we continue to find more and more uses and applications. Right. That's really neat. Yeah. How many I times mean, have I said this is so awesome? Six. Like 12? No, six. Yeah, I'm going to say 12 living, before breathing. we No, it's really... It, it yeah. Really what, awesome? Cool. It's awesome. <laughs> David awesome. loves it and he didn't even sign up yet. <laughs> Do you think it'll get to the point where you'll have your own app or be incorporated into some other apps or is that not we've, worth that route? Uh, we've looked at, um, we, like there's more than one <laughs> yeah, of us. I was, I was talking to myself on Thursday. <laughs> you jerk, if you what see are you doing? me talking to myself, leave me alone. I'm having a staff <laughs> meeting, okay? <laughs> um, I, I've considered doing it as an app. I haven't gone that route yet because... Personally, I hate having so many apps I agree. on my phone. I, I was just going to no, say the same thing. I, I think I, that I, would I be... I can already get the alert via email. existing methods. What about text? You think of integrating it that way or I could put you, it in an email address text. or a text? At the moment, to do a text, you need to know the, basically what's called the SMS gateway 
to your cell phone. Right. So if it's T-Mobile, it's your phone number at tmomail.net. Right. Uh, AT&T has theirs. Sprint has theirs. Each carrier has a different format. And As if like you were signing up somebody for an, a mailing list with right. your phone number. Yeah. Yes. You could do that. You, you yeah, can do you that. Can do it. And the only caveat for that, again, is we don't control the way the text displays because text display different than emails. Sometimes it depends on the carrier and the phone. They can come up looking different than they do in the email. Right. right. And you, I get with mine, I get a little banner across because I get email banners right. and I can see, oh, it's an email. Right. And email you have account. to maximize your sponsorships. So, interesting. Actually, I, I misspoke there. You should look up the MMS gateway, not the SMS gateway. David, I thought so. David I didn't want to point out. that yeah. out yeah. to you. Yeah. Can you get that right <laughs> the that. first time? Good Lord. I've just, you know, One take confused the, the great majority of people. Jim made a mistake and it's on record. Just talk to my wife. I'll tell you. (laughs) Uh, I told her to embrace her mistakes and she hugged me. Aw. That's sweet. Good old Jim. I saw that one this morning. That's cute. Jim, just out of curiosity, so we talked a little bit about the stations around here. What are the stations around here? In Jupiter Farms is Palm Beach County Fire Rescue Station 14. So that's going to be Engine 14, Rescue 14, Tender 14, and Brush 14. Brush is the brush truck. Central Boulevard in Indian Town is Station 19. That's also the home of the North County Special Ops Unit. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got an engine rescue, special ops. Uh, the EMS captain and battalion chief are in that station. Uh, military in Frederick Small is Station 16. It's an engine rescue and a brush. And then we get over in Juneau, Station 15 is uh, just south of Donald Ross on US-1 with a rescue and a ladder truck there. And we've got there's got to be a lot going on if Juno's coming out here. If, if, well, when there is a residential structure, part of the normal response is an aerial unit. Right. So it's either going to be Ladder 15 out of Juno or Truck 61 out of Palm Beach Gardens. Oh, interesting. Okay. So depending who is available, one of those two would be dispatched. And the other one there would be Station 18, which is at Burt Reynolds Park on US-1. How do you feel about how the crow flies when measuring distance from a fire station for all things important in life? How the crow flies is a meaningless distance for fire service because you can't drive in that way if that were the case then station 14 here in the farms would be first due for the far palm beach country estates yeah for for the edge of palm beach country estates but you can't get there from here you can't get there from here that's that was actually pretty good thank you very much Well, we've reached the end of another Jupiter Farms Residence podcast. Remember, coming up in March in Jupiter Farms, we have JFR's March meeting falls on March 10th at 7 p.m. at the Jupiter Farms Park Pavilion. This month, Andrew Morris Foster will be speaking on the Loxahatchee Battlefield Preservationists. So come out and join us, and we'll also have updates on all the issues out here in Jupiter Farms. On March 14th, we have the Sir Wicket Landowners Day with barbecue, music, face painting, and a petting zoo. So come out and join your neighbors and supervisors for a nice afternoon at 1130 at the district office. Also, on March 19th is the Sir Wicket Monthly Board of Supervisors meeting at 7 p.m. held at the Pavilion here in Jupiter Farms Park. Talking Trash Community Cleanup is scheduled for Saturday, March 21st at 8 a.m. at the Jupiter Farms Park Pavilion. Community hours are awarded with great prizes, so come out and pitch in and help out your community. And mark your calendars for April 4th. We have two events in one. At 11 a.m., the Jupiter Farms Residence Spring Family Fun Day. Get there early for the Easter egg hunt and a visit with the Easter Bunny. And we also have bingo and a face painter and concessions. And then at 4 p.m., the music festival kicks in with food trucks and a beer truck and featuring many bands. All of this at the Pavilion at Jupiter Farms Park. 
Many thanks to Jim Kowalski of eFirst Alert for joining us. And here you go. I know that's a lot of information, but luckily you can rewind, listen to it all again. Once again, folks, thanks for listening to the Jupiter Farms Residence podcast. And be sure you hit that subscribe button so you'll be notified when a new episode releases and share it with your neighbors and friends. Thanks also to Someone Talk Media and to David Guggenheim for his direction and engineering. And our thanks to you for streaming and listening to the Jupiter Farms Residence podcast. Take care, and we'll be speaking at you again real soon from the farm. So say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. The Jupiter Farms Residence Podcast. Oh, God. Now we can start. So you know we're Just so you know that's 30 take again. Season, season two, episode three. So I, this is what you guys have done after a year yeah. and a half of practice. I All right, here we go. What the hell is that? That's her that was, that was, that was her siren. Is that like France? That was like France. Yeah, was, ah, you want me to talk about France? Sirens. Good. Do your best siren. Wanna talk about France? No. You don't know anything about France. You go to Epcot. Okay, that's pretty good. Jillian. I don't think I can do Give me a siren. Come on. I can't. Everybody's doing it. I have no siren You today. are so lame. I am. Come on. Lame Jim, today. Jim, give yourself Jim, a siren. Jim, you got a siren. You want an electronic siren? You yeah, want a siren you Q want. siren. You know, there's all uh, kinds of sirens. Let's go one for one. Give me, give me, give me your best shot. Well, a Q is... That's like 1940s. 1940s? It's like the old wind-ups. <laughs> yeah. That... Dave? Oh, you don't have a microphone. I don't have a microphone. <laughs> So it's at this point in the program that we like to do our rap. Jim, just jump in whenever you can. I'm going to set the beat. You can also ignore it. I'm doing that well. Rolling in my fire truck down Indian Town Road. Jillian, take it now. What's going on? Shake it down. Well, you can say. Go on. No, go. You, well, you, Come on, you, girl. Well, you can say there's a lot going on, and there's a lot of you. Well, you can say I'm asking you to sing. Just lay it down. Go, you, well, go. you can say pops in. You can reroute yourself or whatever. So I just think it's Sunoco. I think she wants handy. my large diameter hose. Ah. This has been a production of SomeoneTalkedMedia.com.